When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the PHNX Wildcats podcast. Uh, present a shout out to OG's Brands, the sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup and find out where you can purchase. Jacob Franklin is taking today off. Maybe he's getting some OGs. Who knows? Maybe you'll see Jacob. At, uh, but again, check it out. Now, joined by the great one, William Brad Alice. Hello, William. How are you? I'm pretty good. Michael, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. All right, we got a lot to get to today. First of all, this rain, very interesting. It has been raining nonstop this entire day for me, and I was going to go hit golf balls later with my dad, and that will not be happening. Brad, are you getting right in the same uh, area? Yeah, we're getting poor, and I had to drive down uh, I-10 this morning about, about uh, what, 10-something, and right. uh, it, it was uh, visibility was about 100 feet at one point. Um, and I, too, had plans. Tyler and I were going to go throw the football around today, mm-hmm. and uh, that may not happen. We may have to do mud drills instead. Right. All right. So, all right. We got a lot to get to, by the way. Thanks for all the birthday wishes. Appreciate it. All right. Now, um, we're going to talk some Arizona basketball. Duh. Um, first and foremost, Brad, watching that Alabama game was very interesting. Um, I didn't feel like Alabama had any plan other than to shoot as many threes as possible in as quick a uh, time period as possible. And lo and behold, they went eight of 40. That works when you're making 38% of them. It doesn't work when you're making 20% of them, Brad. Yeah, I mean, their whole offense is predicated on driving dish. If you can't get to the whole kick out, and if you're going to kick out, then we're going to jack up a bunch of bad three-pointers. Um, you know, I know some people were very concerned um, about uh, the open looks, but I thought a lot of them were rushed. They were too early. Um, so, yeah, I thought the Arizona's defense you know, defended it pretty well, and, and Alabama just looked kind of like a mess, which is surprising because I thought, you know, maybe they just had better talent last year. They they seemed more in a flow last year. Right. Uh, obviously, they had the the shooter um, and some of those other guys. But uh, yeah, the it, shooter. It, you see what you did? That was good. Uh, but you know that that kid from what the transfer from North Dakota was was god awful to right. be honest. Right. And uh, it just took Arizona. Once Arizona cleaned up the uh, the offensive glass, um, they were able to you know do do some good right. things and eventually pull away and kind of kind of cruise at the end. All right, Doug Nelson, you're asking about Zoom Diallo news. I have no inside information on this, but I do I do think Arizona is going to get Zoom Diallo tomorrow. That's just a guess. No inside information. William Brad Alice, what say you? What do you think? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I know I don't think Zoom sometimes knows what he. I mean, it's been a weird right. recruitment. Um, yeah, I know some people thought he was a lock for Gonzaga at one point. Then for the. Uh, uh, USC at one point, and I, and I have no idea. So I know a lot of people without – a lot of people saying the same thing you are. The gut feeling is is Arizona, and I can see it. You know, um, if Boswell moves on, uh, well, as good as Jaden Bradley's played, I don't think you're – if you're Zoom, you're afraid of him. And what is Zoom, 6'4"? 
Right. Uh, so he can play off the ball as well. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. But again, um, so does Gonzaga because they, they traditionally develop point guards. And, and USC's done a pretty nice job of late. And I'm assuming Collier, I think it's Collier, right? He's not mm-hmm. going to be there after this year. Obviously, he's a top 10 pick maybe. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, I think Arizona has a pretty good chance. All right, now let's talk about. Uh, we need to generally we talk about the starting lineup. We're going to get to the starting lineup, but Arizona brings a dynamic duo off the backcourt now that they have begun to kind of rely on here the last couple games. When Jaden Bradley and KJ Lewis come into the game, they just change things, and they're a little bit different, obviously. But Jaden Bradley, he gets his hands everywhere. He is a absolute pest defensively. KJ Lewis is much the same, and KJ Lewis is probably one of the more dynamic finishers in all of college basketball. It is absolutely fantastic to be able to bring those two off the bench, and it's become somewhat of a trump card, William. Yeah, they've both been excellent on defense, and I think when you get into the offensive end, neither guy is, let's say, looking for a shot. So I think it frees up um, – I don't want to say frees up, but you're more likely to be able to get looks for Caleb Love or Pella Larson or whoever else is on the floor with them. Right. Not that you know Bradley's going to have his two or three drives a game, but that's really all he's looking for right now. You know, K.J. Lewis is going to do far more damage in transition than he is in the half court. Right. Um, not that he can't score in the half court. But I think it allows Arizona to do some things offensively, and they just kind of play – Maybe uh, they can focus on on two or three scores instead of four or five scores. Um, but those two guys in the last two games, their plus minus has got to be somewhere in the neighborhood of plus fifty. Right. Um, I know because- I, someone said Lewis was plus twenty three this week. Right. Uh, and they were very good uh, when they had uh, you know on the floor against Purdue. Because there's there's really no, there's really nobody else on the roster that can really kind of replicates what they do, especially with Jaden Bradley. Kylan Boswell is uh, he's a good player. There's no doubt about it. I don't see the NBA next year thing that I guess some others do. But Bradley comes in and he gives you a defensive perspective that Boswell doesn't have. In that, again, when he picks you up at three quarters court, when he picks you up at half court, he's getting involved. And again, he's also. Listen, he's never going to be a great scorer, but he's a good enough scorer. He's a good, like I said, he's a good finisher in transition. And then KJ Lewis, I mean, you look at somebody that was physically just meant to play basketball. KJ Lewis is that guy. It's been a long time since Arizona has had two players off the bench like that that have been, you know, and we've talked about it before, you know, like the Hassan and Andre types that just kind of came in and changed everything. Arizona hasn't had anything like this in quite a while. No, and they're both they both have a length advantage, obviously, over um Boswell. And then when you add, you know, KJ Lewis is a dynamic athlete. Bradley's a pretty, pretty good athlete as well. Um, yeah, I don't know what exactly Bradley's measurements are, but he he's what everyone but again, I Boswell's not a defender. Brad, you're freezing up. All right, Brad, you have frozen. Why don't you try? Why don't you try to hop? Why don't you try to hop back in? Why don't you try to hop back in? 
Um, Brad Alice is freezing up. I'll tell you what. Well, uh, we're going to try to get Brad Alice in there. But first, I'll tell you what. This might be an opportunity for me to get a read or two in. Maybe Brad was just saying, listen, Mike, you suck at your reads right now. We need you to get better at it. Game time. Who's all going up to the game? If you're going to the game, Jason Shear's driving up there now. If you're going up there, you might say, I don't have tickets already. Game time is for you. Game time is going to get it done. Check it out. Again, download the game time app, create an account, and use code. Code PHNX for $20 off your purchase. Again, game time. You will thank me later. And again, the fiber internet, like I said, Wildcat Fields. Yes, I have very good internet. I am very right. I don't like to brag. And I'll tell you what, I'll get one more read in here. Illegal Pete's. All right. Growing up, I was never one of the cool kids, so I didn't get to go to Illegal Pete's. I get to go to Illegal Pete's now because they can't keep me out. I'm of age, but either way, Illegal Pete's, check it out. Um, if you have, uh, let's see here, uh, Illegal Pete's, where is the read? Oh, yeah, Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this fall. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to uh, 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Uh, Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. Now it looks like we got William Brad Ellis back. Hello, William. Long time no talk. That was looks like the chat running all time. What's that? Norm, I think you're frozen, and the chat freezes. It didn't this, so I had no idea I was frozen. All right. Well, yeah, I have fiber internet, so um, I will never be the one that is frozen. All right, Brad, you're freezing again. Um, all right. Now, Brad, can you hear me now? I can hear you. I've heard you the whole time. So. <laughs> okay. Now. All right. So let's get back into a little bit of Umar. Let's get a little into a little Umar Ballo talk. There's been a lot of Umar Ballo talk uh, around here. Um, and uh, let's see here. Um, st yeah, uh, still not a yeah, still not a great connection. All right. Uh, Brad, try talking. Let's see what you got to say. Uh, Umar Ballo, leader of men. All right, there you go. All right, not a great connection, but good enough. Umar Ballo, again, a lot of people, Umar has become a little bit of a lightning rod um, in that he is a, listen, Umar is a, Umar is a good, Umar is a good player. Um, there, I think the thing that I'm at least frustrated a little bit is against length, he really struggles to finish. Um, I will say that I would take him over Caleb Tarzuski. That's for you, Chad McDonald's. But um, what do we think about Umar Ballo right now? I think that's that compared with guys were, Good. They're fine. They're Ballo's a good center. Is he great? No, he's not great. Um, you know, he can he can have some effort issues. I think it's more conditioning. He's just never going to be the best conditioned athlete. But you know, he's pretty effective. Uh, you know, he got to the line. Um, some people complain about stat, but six for nine from the field is six for nine from the field against Purdue for a while made ED work, and then I think he figured it out. Um, so he's good. He's fine. He is. I think if we were regrading him, he'd be like a three point five player. Um, a lot like Tarzuski. Tarzuski, they're different players. Tarzuski was fine. He did what he did. He had a role. You don't want to your five role player, but that's what he was. So, and I think that's kind of what Blow is. All right, I'll tell you what, Brad. Why, if you could try, maybe try to restart your computer again, you're because uh, you're definitely freezing a ton. Maybe uh, try this. Maybe try this again. Um, and uh, I will uh, carry the bond, but try doing this one again there, Brad. Thank, appreciate you. All right. Now, as far as uh, as far as this game goes, let's talk about let's talk about the Alabama game. I want to kind of go player by player, get all your guys' attentions at, or uh, get all of your guys' uh, uh, thoughts as well. The first thing, though, that I think we need to talk about is um, 
up for up front. This is a this is a team that this is a good this is going to be a good team up. This is going to be a good team up front for sure. But I think you do see against some length that they are going to have a little bit of trouble. That's not necessarily the worst thing in the world for me, though, because on the perimeter, you have a lot of players that are able to make up for this. My bad Pella. And that's where I'm getting to here is that this team, especially on the perimeter, you have so many different options that if somebody isn't clicking, then you got another option to be able to go with. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about Caleb Love. Um, Caleb Love, in my opinion, along with Keyshawn Johnson, has been Arizona's best player this year. Not only has he been Arizona's best player, um, he's been the dude that has wanted the ball down the stretch. He wanted the ball down the stretch, um, and he's been able to make plays. Doug Allen says Caleb Love at his first North Carolina Caleb Love game. But I'll say this, though. Towards the end of the game, he picked it up and... What I like about it is there is really no there's really no hesitation with him in that he's always going to be um, uh, he's just going to be able to get to the play and not only get to the play, but he's going to be able to uh, finish around the hoop. He feels very comfortable about it. Like Andrew Blayo says, he is uh, he feels uh, he he's he's ready to make free throws there. All right. I'm telling Brad. Uh, I'm telling Brad to hop back in, hop back in, Brad. Um, okay. Now, um, but Caleb Love didn't have a good game. How many dudes were able to pick up for it? Pella Larson, my bad Pella. I do apologize because Pella, listen, Pella has been the glue for this team pretty much all year. Not only has he been the glue for this squad, he has been the team that, or he's been the player who has outside of the uh, game against Purdue, He's really, really been good he, as far as drawing fouls, as far as uh, getting to the basket, getting to the hoop, um, and finishing. The three-point shot looks good as well. Um, there's, Like I said, there is just a lot to like about what he's done. He was able to pick up the slack for Caleb Love. Jaden Bradley was able to pick up the uh, slack as well, as we just talked about. Then you got K.J. Lewis. Then Kylan Boswell's kind of been mercurial all season in that he's been uh, he's good, but again, and maybe I'm curious as to what you guys think out there. I don't look at him though and say that's a guy that's going to be in the NBA next year. That's not necessarily the uh, that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, but I also think that he's uh, I don't I don't look at it and say he's going to be back next or that he's a lock to go pro, which could be an interesting problem to have if you have Zoom Diallo and you have Jaden Bradley and the great William Brad Ellis. Hello, William Brad Ellis. Hello, Hello Michael. Yeah, there you go. All right. Now, uh, so let's we're, we're, I was just talking about how this team has a lot of, of players that are able to kind of just pick up the slack for everybody on the perimeter. And um, I think we've seen that so far. Yeah, obviously, you know, new perimeter guards were, were going to be a strength. Uh, that pure, you know, six, seven, six, seven, eight, with, uh, um, but when you're looking at that six, three to six, five range, Arizona's right, etc. Yeah. All right, Brad. You're yeah, Brad. I don't know if this is gonna work today. You're you're cutting in and out a ton. So um Yeah, I, I'm wondering if it's something with all the rain because my internet is great on my end. So I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, you're good, man. You're good, dude. I'll take it from here. I'll blow V8. But again, Brad, we'll we'll get you back on, on Monday. Appreciate you, boss. That's good. All right. All right. 
All right, now I'm going to depend on all of you right here because it's just me riding solo. So let's have a good time. Let's have some fun interactions. All right, Robert Madrill, the great Robert Madrill. How does FAU match up with Arizona? I'm only really familiar with Davis and the big Russian dude. Here's where it's interesting. Again, this is going to be the best guard uh, team that we've talked about that um, Arizona's gone against pretty much uh, all season. And I think you can easily make the case that FAU has as good a guard uh, triumvirate quartet as there is in the country. There's scoring, there's experience, there's depth, there's pretty much everything in play there. It's a very, very good defense or a very good uh, squad on the perimeter. Here's where I think they're going to run into a massive amount of trouble, though. You start a 6-3 power forward. If you start a 6-3 power forward against Arizona, that's going to be a real issue. I look for Keyshaw Johnson to eat, and I look for Keyshaw Johnson to eat big time in this game. He is, um, as we've seen before, he's physically um, he's physically just a different dude. Um, but, but again, like Doug Allen says, their big guys are good. They are good for sure, but they're going to be undersized in this game. And this is the kind of games that I think that Arizona needs to be able to beat you up on the glass. You beat them up on the glass, and then I think everything is going to be more than okay for Arizona. Also, this is I don't want to say this is a must win for Arizona because, I'm because again, that's that's hyperbole. But the one thing I will say is that this is going to be one of the last good teams that Arizona plays all year. So Tommy Lloyd's watching this, and Tommy Lloyd's probably like, guys, I don't know if you, we've looked or not, but the Pac-12, it stinks. And um, the FAU's going to be one of those last games. Um, so let's just say, let's just talk about Arizona's resume to this point for a second. Um, you've got... You got FA, you got FAU. Let's just chalk that one up as a win. I would assume we're all back in the A here and we like FAU to win. Or Arizona, Arizona to win. So you got Arizona, you got Arizona beating FAU. Then you have them beating Duke, Michigan State, and what do we say? Wisconsin is good. I don't know. So that those are going to be four, those are going to be four wins right there. Now your one loss is going to be against Purdue. Um now. I tell you that to tell you this wildcat fields. Again, I rely on all of you out there because you're smarter than me. Uh, the mountain trip is going to be tough. Colorado is good. Um, uh, uh, Colorado is uh, Colorado is good and they got good players. Uh, KJ Simpson, who we all know who was an Arizona, uh, Arizona player um, or an Arizona commit. He's 25 and five um, shooting about 50 something percent from the field. Um, he's uh um, he's very, he's very good. Then you've obviously got De Silva and you got Cody Williams, Cody Williams, the Missy Val by sheer Cody Williams. Um, so that's a good team. And they've also shown too, that they can win games with or without Cody Williams. It is a, um, uh, it is a very good, it's a very good team. It is, it, it'll be a nice little win. Then you got Utah as well. Um, with Utah, uh, they're solid. Um, now let's see here. Now my oh Doug Allen, this is true. I like uh, I like I do like this. Do you forget they have Tad Boyle? I've always said this about Tad Boyle. Tad Boyle is the John Tesh of college basketball. Nobody is ever watching Tad Boyle and saying, "Man, this guy is awesome," and nobody's really saying, "Man, this guy is total crap." He's just there. He's good enough to get by. You're not really looking for anybody to replace Tad Boyle um, if you're Colorado. Yes, I know Tad Boyle's the coach, so that's going to uh, limit that. But I do feel this is one of his better teams. 
take it for what it's worth. But I, again, I am not a Tad Boyle fan by any means. Uh, by the way, a five of a kind media, I did check out this uh, podcast. Um, this was, first of all, this is an FAU podcast. I uh, checked it out. It's about um, the kid on there, like you said. I thought he was about 15 or 16. He likes Arizona, or FAU to win very easily. I do not see that one happening. Um, but it was a good, it was it was a good watch for sure. Okay, let's see here. Um, Wildcats. He says, uh, this again, it's a tough place to play. You got to remember, even when Dana Altman had a run in at Oregon. There was always a sense that uh, they would beat Utah and then they would they would get destroyed in Boulder. Boulder is not an easy place to play, so you got to keep that in mind. But like Dennis Walsh says, for a number one seed, um, we can't take many losses. Well, I think a good part of this is I don't think we are going to take many losses. And a big reason why is just because you look at the schedule – if you get past FAU, I don't really know. Listen, you're going to probably drop a game or two in conference, but you're probably looking at what a 35 and 3, 34 and 4 type season, something like that, and that's hard to really uh, I think that's hard to keep out, especially in the West because you got to remember in the West, the West isn't very good. Um Gonzaga isn't uh Gonzaga isn't uh Gonzaga isn't Gonzaga. Obviously UCLA stinks and Look around college basketball. Everybody's dropping some games. Look at UConn. UConn got annihilated by Seton Hall. Um, that's not exactly like losing Purdue at Purdue, essentially. Uh, I think, I think, and Sheer and I were talking about this the other day. I think you can look at it and pretty much chalk it up as this: that Arizona is going to probably be the one seed out west. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think Arizona is probably going to be the one seed out west. I think Kansas will probably be uh, the one seed in the south looking probably at Purdue in the Midwest and then UConn in the East. Again, this can all change. This is all fluid, but you know, I'm not going to really, uh, I'm not going to really sit here and complain much about that. But again, Arizona, like, uh, like Dennis Walsh said, you can't drop many games. If you drop many games, then you're probably going to have some issues. Um, and, uh, you know, Andrew Blayle says, talking about Hunter Dickinson. I agree with you, but it is weird though with him because Every now and then when I just want to chalk him up as a Big Ten big man, uh, even though he's at Kansas, he'll drop like a 21-13 and 13 or 21-14 game against a good team. Again, I'm not a re I'm not a huge Dickinson fan, but at Kansas, he's a little bit different for me. All right, Doug Allen says, Mike, what is your uh, final four? I got Purdue. Yep, got all of those. Um, I'm not going out on a limb either. I think that those are the four best teams in the country, um, and I think they're the ones that have the most sustainability to them. Um, but, uh, you're right about Hunter Dickinson though, Andrew, he doesn't have a lot going for him as far as the athleticism quotient, and that will hold him back. Now, one thing that will not hold anybody back is the BetMGM Sportsbook. I've been trying to tell you, we've been trying to tell you from day one. Here's the deal. If you want to bet on the Wildcats, there's only one place you go, and that's the BetMGM Sportsbook. Check it out. Again, they got all kinds of good deals going on, and take the over. I'm telling you, take the over on the Wildcats when we say it. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. If that bet loses... Uh, your uh, bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for details. And now let's hear from the great Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. 
problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW-YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, now, if you want to make some more money, go to the Arizona Lottery as well. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today, my friends. Find a retailer like our friends at Circle K near you at AarizonaLottery.com. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Scratchers start at just $1. Top prize is up to $500,000. Okay, now, uh, guys, you're carrying me here. All right, uh, Michael Candrea. All right, Luke. Your thoughts on our perimeter D? What's the breakdown? I think they over. I think their their rotations are terrible, um, and I think they're doubling for really no reason. Look in the Alabama game. I mean, the Alabama game, and we got to be fair about this. If Alabama made a lot of threes that they probably should make, Arizona could have been in some trouble. I don't understand overhelping on the post um, that bit Arizona in the butt against Purdue, and it kind of reared its head against Alabama as well. Alabama couldn't make the shots, but the rotations are terrible, and I think that's something that Arizona's got to clean up because, again, Alabama, they were missing a lot of wide-open threes, so you've got to get that cleaned up. And again, I'm all right with Umar Ballo, um I'm all right with Umar Ballo, leader of men, playing straight up against most big men in the country. I don't have, again, I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, so let him play, let him cook. And then I don't really, and then you just kind of go from there, but I'm more than okay with that. All right. Now, how do we feel about Houston? Houston's interesting for me, Wildcat Fields. Um, they haven't played many great teams. We're going to find out with the Big 12. And the Big 12 for Arizona, like we've talked about all season, is going to be. Uh, that's going to be the truth serum. That's going to be the uh, the elixir. Um, Houston hasn't played anybody. I don't understand why anybody would rate Houston above Arizona because Arizona got way better wins than Houston, and they lost at Purdue. Uh, so I don't really look at that. Now, you lost Arsenal. Arsenal losing Arsenal for the season, I think is going to obviously be a hit. He's not one of their frontline players, but he was a solid rotation guy. But again, I like Kelvin Sampson. I do not... Uh, I am going to I'm going to cop out right here and say they could be real. How about that? I, I know that's really really lame. Okay. Um, all right, Doug Allen, ready? Okay, Mike, I got a question for you. How many Wildcats make the All Pac-12 team? Yes, I know they have ten guys, but I think the whole starting lineup can make the first team. Um, I think that uh, well, here let's go with the locks. Caleb Love is going to make the fir- uh, is going to make the team, and uh, uh, Keyshaw Johnson is going to make the team. And then after that, I think Pella Larson's going to have a very strong case to make it, as will Umar Ballo. Now, there's some other players in the pack that are going to make that just off the top of my head. Uh, KJ Simpson is going to make it. So I don't see uh, I don't see uh, Kylan maybe making that. Could be wrong. Um, the, uh, Keon Brooks up at Washington is definitely going to make it. Carlson at Utah is going to make it. Um, Isaiah Collier, Boogie Ellis, one of those two is going to make it. I would I would imagine there's going to be three Wildcats on there. I, and then after that, I think it's kind of a guess after that. Um, but Larson, Caleb Love, and Keyshaw Johnson, those are the three. And then after that, I think you start, you know, kind of picking nits. But I think those are the three. Okay, now, um, 
Now, mugshot. This is very. This this is a good point. Um, the defense did keep him out of rhythm, um, but that was also just such a disjointed performance by the uh, uh, by Alabama. In that, I think some of those shots are generally going. Some of those are going to go in. Keep in mind, this is a team that made 19 shots, but that's a fair point, like you said. Um, now let's see here, uh, Sergio Ortiz. What is the solution of the uh, poor perimeter uh, defensive rebounding last two games? Worries me going into the FAU game. I totally agree with you. That was in my show notes as well. Um, I worry big. I worry about the defensive rebounding because, especially against Purdue. Now, granted, teams don't have Zach Eady, but I do worry about. I do worry about Purdue or uh, uh, the offensive rebounding uh, against Arizona in a big way because generally offensive rebounds lead to wide open threes. And when you've worked 25, 28, 30 seconds to try to prevent that, when that happens, that becomes a big issue. And um, I, I worry about that. I think that, and honestly, there's no reason that Arizona shouldn't be a good defensive rebounding team. Listen, when you've got Keyshaw Johnson, when you've got Umar Ballo, you should be able to rebound the ball at a fairly high level. And that, again, that's a that's a frustrating, uh, frustrating issue, I think, for the University of Arizona that I think they do need to get uh, that they do need to get corrected. Some of the rotations are probably always going to be a little bit of an issue, but there's no reason the team should be giving up offensive rebounds and some of the manners in which they do. Um, now, uh, let's see here. Um, all right. Oh. We laugh at UCLA. We can always laugh at UCLA. Um, UCLA is a mess. This is one of the worst UCLA teams that I've seen. This is probably one of the three or four worst UCLA teams that I've seen in the last 20 years. And generally with UCLA teams, even when uh, even when they were not great, they had a plethora of NBA talent, a plethora of players that, you know, you're like, all right, well, you're not very good, but you got three first round picks, so you got to take them seriously. Watch UCLA. And think I watched UCLA and say, who's the NBA player out there? Maybe Mara, but again, um, he's he's not ready. He's not at that point. And not only is he not at that point, that squad isn't at that point. And you play a bunch of guys that just wouldn't play. The other thing I would ask you is, how many dudes on UCLA would play at Arizona? Probably none. <laughs> All right, but and um, Mick Cronin. We're going to find out what Mick Cronin can do. Remember, a lot of people were wondering, how will Tommy Lloyd be with uh, without Sean Miller's players? Well, we have the answer. He's a top five team in the country. This is the first year where Mick Cronin doesn't have uh, Steve Alford's players, where he doesn't have a Jaime Hawkes, where he doesn't have a Tiger Campbell, a, a Jalen Clark. So we're going to we're going to find out exactly what Mick Cronin's made of. But I'll just put it to you like this. I would rather um, I would rather not. I would rather have Tommy Lloyd, Michael Candrea. How can you not get dudes at UCLA? Totally agree. Um, now, as far as uh, as far as uh, well, wow, Lewis, Lewis Riddick right there. Interesting. OK, but looking forward then to FAU. This I don't like I said, it's not a must win, but you got to win the game because it's going to be one of the last opportunities. Plus, you got to remember, FAU is going to run the gauntlet probably the rest of the year. FAU is probably going to be a top, what, 15 team at the least by the end of the season. So that's going to be a win that's going to age well. And if you have a top 15 win, you also have the uh, Michigan State win. And not only the Michigan State win, um, I still think Michigan State's going to turn it around. I think they're a fairly solid team. And, not, uh, and then... You also have uh, Duke, 
listen, at the end of the day, you beat Duke in Cameron. That is going to be a win that you're going to be able to hang your hat on. That is some good stuff as well. But those are this again, this is going to be one of your last opportunities. So you got to be able to get that. And not only do you need to be able to get that, you need to be able to uh, essentially take advantage of these last few opportunities. Kudos to Tommy Lloyd. All right. Now, as far as uh, a Dembona is good, a Dembona would play at Arizona. Very good point, Wildcat Fields. Okay. Now, as far as a prediction, I am going to go Arizona 88, FAU 76. I think Arizona is going to kind of wear FAU down towards the end. It's just not, uh, it's just not very good. Um, Doug Allen, what is the worst conference? The Big Ten or the Pac-12? Probably the Pac-12, unfortunately. Probably the Pac-12. But here's the difference, and I always tell people this, and it drives me up a wall. Nobody thinks the Pac-12 is good. I don't know anybody that thinks the Pac-12 is good. People, and we get this beaten down our throats all season, how good the Big Ten is. The Big Ten stinks. So again, that to me is the difference, is that these conferences are fairly comparable, and but one gets the credit as being good, while the other one people say is uh, not good. And I'm sorry, the Big Ten stinks. The Pac-10 stinks, or Pac-12 stinks as well, but at least people aren't fooled by the Pac-12. Again, um, and uh, that's kind of the way it is. All right, now, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, so again, I'm going 88.76, fam. Take that for what it's worth. Also, Circle K. Now, Jacob Franklin is on vacation. I will say this. Jacob Franklin probably is going to a Circle K, and w- there's a reason why. Because it's for the people, by the people. Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Again, everybody, Circle K on the south side, on the north side, everywhere you look, you will find a Circle K. There are there are avenues or there are intersections in Tucson that um, – actually have Circle K's caddy corner across from them. Brad, uh, Dennis Walsh, Brad's internet was by Circle K. I think uh, I think you agree with that. Chad McDonald's, I love Circle K. Who doesn't love Circle K? And one other thing before we get to some Arizona football, Empire Flooring. All right. Now, a lot of times on these reads, a lot of times on these reads, I'm uh, just, uh, I'm just trying to, you know, Yeah, I'm not going to say any of that, but I can tell you this. My parents have actually utilized Empire Flooring. Empire Flooring is great. Again, they like it. And again, the people that spawned me, take it for what it's worth. But check it out. Empire Flooring, schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX. For details, um, by the way, Circle K's Crushed Ice is very good. Doug Allen, you're the man. Appreciate that uh, uh, message right there. All right, now let's talk a little bit of Arizona football. The Alamo Bowl, remember the Alamo Bowl is almost here. Um, I think Arizona's going to win this game. I don't, and a big reason why is I think that Arizona really, really wants this game. Now, it's going to be a little bit of a showcase for Oklahoma to get a new player, uh, their new quarterback out there. I get that. But, Arizona's clicking on all cylinders, and um, I think this is going to be a massive opportunity in the national spotlight as well. Um, a big part of it, yes, Andrew Blejo. Um, a big, a big part of it is if Arizona can beat Oklahoma, you go into the off season on a ten and three season, you return Noah Fafita, Tedaroa McMillan, 
Jonah Coleman, big Jonah Sabanea. I can keep going on and on. And then on the defensive side, outside of a Taylor Upshaw, you return almost everybody. This would be a this could be a preseason top 10 team. Um, and not only could this be a preseason top 10 team, I think that you can really have college football playoffs. Uh, Jervis Williams says, did I miss the Zoom talk? Jervis, again, I got no inside information on this, but I do think that he commits to Arizona tomorrow. Um, again, no inside information. Um, so take that for what it take that for what it's worth. Um, now, uh, let's see here. Going back to there, um, the Big 12 wants us to win this. Yes, everybody out there, friend, friend, uh, people from the Big 12. The people in the Big 12 back Arizona and they back the A. That is a great part about uh, going to this conference. They're fans like us. Again, the cool thing about Arizona is this is a fan base where everybody's kind of family. Everybody knows everybody knows almost each other. We all root for the same. We all have the same passion. Again, I'm not some expert. I'm just a fan. And uh, that's what makes all of this cool. Big 12 peeps are just like that. They're not the hoity-toities from California or Stanford that look down on sports or anything like that. They're a lot like us. And the Big 12 fans, they are 1,000% saying that um, – uh, that they are rooting for Arizona. They're back in the A against Oklahoma. So we've got that in our back pocket, pardon the pun. But Oklahoma, their offensive line is completely gone. And also, if you're going to beat Arizona, you don't really get to uh, – if you're going to beat Arizona, you better do something where you can get to the quarterback. And this is a team that only had 19 sacks all season. This isn't your uh, grandfather's Leroy Selman or uh, Dewey Selman defensive line that is not the case with this squad so i look for them to uh i look for arizona to win this game we are going to uh, highlight this a ton coming up um now andrew andrew this is a good thing andrew blayo sometimes uh, something i like about the big 12 is that i actually don't dislike any opposing fans besides the teams coming with us agreed they all like us they want us to be here we want to be with them they are yes I totally sign off. I totally sign off on all of this. Um, all right, Joseph. Oh, all right. Joseph is saying the Alamo Bowl will be, be the beginning of Mike's My Bad Flow campaign. I would love for this to be. Again, I'm wrong on most everything. So again, I embrace being wrong. I will 1,000% start the My Bad Justin Flow movement. I will just never say any of this to Justin's face because Justin, with a flick of the wrist, my head would fall off. That's how big and... Uh, uh, and explosive of an individual he is. All right. Now, one other thing I want to say as well, um, people, I get a lot of people that are freaking out about the recruiting ratings. Why, uh, why didn't Jed get a better class guys? Listen, I've been, we've all been through the crap where you hear about coaches talk about, Oh, well, you know, uh, don't worry about their ratings. They're okay. Geez. We've seen how that plays out. Um, but, with Jed Fish, we got to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And Chad McDonald's will get to ASU to close the show. Um, we got to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Look at all of these players that weren't highly rated that have turned into absolute studs at the U of A. And again, we've talked about it before. But again, Noah Fafita, kind of a low three-star. Jonas Sabanea is going to be a top 15 pick. Three-star kid. Wendell Moe was a two-star. Jacob Manu. Essentially a two-star, first-team all-conference. Takario Davis wasn't a top 100 player in the state of California. Again, can keep going. You get the point. Jetfish knows what he's doing here. So, And he's I, I, 
I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And so um, all these kids had offers. They're big dudes. And this was kind of a filler class because, again, there aren't a ton of needs. So I'm uh, like I said, I would not worry about it. I would not worry about it at all. Now, ASU, I'm sorry, man. I feel uh, my guy uh, uh, Kyle Dodd was on spaces last night. ASU is in a rough spot right now. There's really no other way around it. ASU is getting um, – you scored 13 points in the first half. I don't know what to tell you. And again, that was against Northwestern. That wasn't exactly against UConn. Um, they're in a tough spot. Um, it is funny to watch. And um, I don't know that there's – has there ever been a time where – Arizona basketball and football have been moving in more of an opposite direction than ASU. I will leave it on that note. All right. Now, again, I kind of had to ad lib this show because Williams internet was not working, but I appreciate all of you. Again, you guys are the ones that make the show and um, you helped me out here a great deal to help really, really thank you. Leah behind uh, Leah behind the scenes, making all this work as well. But again, post game show tomorrow. Arizona FAU uh John Schuster if anybody saw the the shirt that Schuster was wearing hopefully that he wears something even cooler because again I've never really seen I've never really seen something like that but again um all you guys you are absolutely fantastic we'll be back with you tomorrow appreciate all of the kind words and Jervis no thank you for being interactive with me I would rely on you guys. We will be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.